0: Hello everyone! Welcome to a special, special episode of Fantasize Me, Halloween edition. So, all through October, as I hope you know, because I love Halloween, I have been doing two episodes a week. I've been doing the usual episode on Monday, as well as a bonus episode on Thursday. Just so many fun characters that I wanted to fantasize. If you don't know, this is the podcast where I take characters, real or imagined, and I fantasize them as D and D characters. I'm your host, Zach Katz, and the reason why I call this a special, special Halloween episode is one: my episodes usually come out on Mondays, with bonus episodes airing on Thursdays, but this is a Sunday that it's coming out because it's Halloween. And I love Halloween so much. I did this whole thing for October. I'm like, I gotta do something on the actual day of Halloween. So I'm releasing an episode a day early on Sunday. The second reason why this is a special episode is we are going off book. I don't have a book that I'm referring to, but you get it. Usually I take a character and I give them stats, background, race, various I take them through first level through 20th level of uh, these character builds. And I like to think they are excellent. But today, we're going to do something different. Okay, we're not going to make a player character. We're going to make some villains. Okay, we are going to make some NPCs that you can throw at your players to, you know, scare them up something right. All right. Fright them up silly, as I like to say just now. So to make an NPC, I I honestly, I don't have much experience making NPCs. I have so much more experience making PCs, player characters. NPCs are non-player characters that the DM controls. Uh, so this is going to be kind of new to me. So bear with me as we do this. And fingers crossed this is going to be a shorter episode than usual, because I have a psych exam that I have to do. I have a history exam that I have to study for. And I have French homework that I have to do. So I wanted something short and sweet, but hopefully still good content for everyone who is listening. So without further ado, even though I do love me some ado, let's get started. So, I thought the first villain that we can make is Jason Voorhees. Okay, Jason from the Friday the 13th film franchise. Uh, I watched the first one for the first time earlier this month, and he wasn't, he, like, wasn't in it, which I was, I was really surprised for. I was, you know, I've seen so many images of him in that famous hockey mask with this massive machete, just this tall, broad dude who murders people. But the villain in the first Friday the 13th movie is Mrs. Voorhees, his mom. And she was just getting revenge for his son's death. uh, Because he, what was it? He was swimming in the lake at this camp. And the camp counselors, instead of watching him, they were canoodling, all right? They were bumping beautifuls. So he drowned. No one was watching him. That's, I mean, that's not, that's not great. He died. Well, I mean, he didn't die. Uh, yeah. Well, obviously he's still alive. Horror movies usually don't make sense to me. I'm not a big fan of horror movies themselves because it's just, the suspension of disbelief has to be insane. Anyway, he doesn't show up until really the second movie uh, Friday the 13th part two, where he becomes a, you know, he becomes the killer. He's revealed to be alive and he's exacting revenge on Alice for decapitating his mother in the original film. So Alice is, uh, the final girl, uh, you know, that, that horror movie trope in the first film, and he's gotta get revenge. So he's back. He's better than ever. He's bigger, stronger, faster, more machete. So we're going to start with him. So Jason Voorhees, I'm going to say his size is medium, his type is humanoid. Alignment, I don't really mess with alignment too much in D&D, but I I think he's just evil, right? Just neutral evil. Next we go to hit dice, like how many hit points he has. And I'm going to say that he has eight? He has eight hit dice? Maybe nine? Yeah, I'm going to say nine hit dice. Then we come to armor type. How much armor class does Jason Voorhees have? And I honestly don't think that it is too much. So I'm just going to give him natural armor. All right. And the natural armor uh, is just 10 plus dexterity. So it's not going to be very high. But I'm going to give him a natural armor bonus so that it won't be super low, but it's not gonna be like he's wearing a uh, heavy armor or anything. So I'm just gonna say natural armor bonus, let's say four, I'm gonna say four. So right now he has 14 armor class that might go up if we give him higher dexterity. Then we come to speed. I think I'm just gonna give him a base speed of 30 feet. I'm not gonna give him uh, a swim speed because dude drowned, so no swim speed. Next we come to stats. So let's just go right in order. What do I think strength is? Well, in the movies, dude has supernatural strength. So I'm, I'm actually gonna say that it's 22. Normally for player characters, the highest they can go up to is 20, which is a plus five modifier. But for NPCs, you can just get wild okay, for NPCs or for for villains like this, I want to make them scarier. So I'm going to go to 22, which is a plus six modifier. Very strong, stronger than even like the strongest player character can be. All right, I really want to drive the point home that he's shredded. Next is dexterity. Dexterity, like I don't think it's going to be great. Because he doesn't exactly like avoid any like attacks against him. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't try to dodge or anything. He just takes those hits head on. Uh, and he's not especially fast. Like he doesn't run. He just appears places. So I'm going to say dexterity is a 13, which is a plus one. And I know that dexterity influences stealth and he is stealthy, but we can just give him proficiency with that. So I think 13 dexterity, which is a plus one modifier. So now he has a 15 armor class. Constitution... The dude's like invulnerable to everything. He's got to have good constitution. I'm going to put that at an 18, uh, which is a plus four. Okay, so with nine hit dice and 18 constitution, he has 76 hit points, which doesn't seem like a lot. Well, we might change that. Next is intelligence, which, okay. Now we ask the eternal question, is Jason Forhees more book smart or street smart, right? Uh, actually, no, I'm going to go a different approach. Would he be better at Arcana in history than he is survival and perception? And as I say that out loud, the answer is no. So for intelligence, I'm actually going to put nine. He's going to have a negative one to intelligence. Like, I don't remember him doing anything especially intelligent, but his skills that use wisdom like perception and survival are pretty good. So we're going to do nine intelligence, which is a negative one, and... Uh, 16 wisdom, which is a plus three next charisma that influences intimidation. So I'm going to do 14 charisma, which is a plus two modifier next. What saving throws is he going to be proficient in usually pick two because that's how many player characters have, uh, his highest stats are strength and constitution. So I'm just going to make him proficient in strength and constitution saving throws next skills. I usually pick three or four. So let's have intimidation, perception, and stealth. And maybe, maybe survival, right? So he can, he can track people that way. So he's going to be proficient in survival as well. So intimidation, perception, stealth, and survival. Next on this stat block, we come to condition immunities. What conditions is he immune to? I think he can be blinded. I think it would be funny if he could be charmed. He's gonna be immune to exhaustion, so he does not tire, which I think is reflective of the character in the movies. I don't think he can be frightened or prone or unconscious. So he can be stunned, he can be restrained and tied up, he can be poisoned, but he can't be exhausted, he can't be frightened, he can't be knocked down uh, to be prone, and he can't be knocked unconscious, which is kind of horrifying for a villain right? You just keep knocking them down and they just don't go down like he's immune to being knocked down. That's terrifying. You just have to kill him outright. For damage types, I think it is going to be just resistant to non-magical attacks. So bludgeoning, piercing and slashing from non-magical attacks because that just that seems right. You know, all of these horror movie slashers, they get beat up something fierce and they're always fine. So, he has resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non magical attacks. Languages, he's going to speak common? I don't know if Jason Voorhees is polylingual. Uh, I, I think he probably just speaks common. Now we can give him blindsight, dark vision, tremor sense, and true sight. I think the only thing that makes sense is dark vision. Blindsight is the ability to see kind of like with your eyes closed or in complete darkness, uh, tremor sense is to be able to like sense vibrations on the ground. True sight is being able to see like through invisibility. If a character were to have like disguise self on them, true sight would allow him to see the true image. So I think just dark vision to 60 feet. Next we have, oh, next we have challenge rating, which is going to influence the proficiency bonus. So I want him to be tough. So I'm going to use the challenge rating until it gets to a plus four proficiency bonus. Uh, So that is challenge rating nine, with the higher proficiencies uh, that made his saving throws, his skills go up. Uh, His passive perception is a 17, which is pretty good. It'll be hard to hide from him. I like that. Next we come to like his actions, his abilities, his actions, his reactions, his legendary actions. I think that's start let's start with just actions. So let's give Jason multi-attack. So we can make two melee attacks with his machete. And now let's give him a machete. So that's gonna be just a melee weapon attack plus let's see, it's strength plus four. So plus ten to hit. It hits one target with a reach of five. Plus ten to hit is great. He's going to be murdering so many people, and let me see if D and D has stats for a machete. Okay, D and D does have stats for a machete. It's one d six slashing, but I don't think that is enough. So I'm going to bump that up to one d eight slashing. Because if you look at any pictures of the guy, it's a big machete right? So that's going to be 1d8 slashing plus his strength modifier, which is plus four for an average. Oh, sorry. No, his strength modifier is plus six. His proficiency bonus is plus four. So 1d8 plus six slashing damage for an average of 10 slashing damage every time he hits someone with a machete, which he's probably going to do because he's going to get plus 10 to that attack roll. And I love that for him. Now he's this horrifying monster, so we've got to give him legendary actions. Legendary actions are so fun and a really good indicator to your players that this thing is going to be tough, you need to be on guard, you need to fight well or they'll kill you. Uh, so legendary actions are wild and can be used at the end of another creature's turn. So he'll have his proper turn where he can take you know his actions And then at the end of another creature's turn, he can use a legendary action to just do something else. It's so cool. So he's going to be able to take three legendary actions. That's pretty standard for legendary actions. And he regains the spent legendary actions at the start of his turn. So let's give him legendary actions. Let's give him machete. Uh, So using one legendary action, he can just make one attack with his machete. That's also pretty standard with legendary actions is putting one of just their normal attacks in there. So he can't make two attacks with his machete like he would be able to do on his turn proper, but that's extra damage for him. That's cool. Next, I think we're going to give him an ability. I'm going to call it Purposeful Stride. So he can use one legendary action to just move up to his walking speed. So I like that because it can be, okay, this is easy. Like the fighter has him engaged while the spellcaster is at a distance, attacking him with ranged spells. And then he just uses a legendary action to move towards the wizard when it's not even Jason's turn. So because this only uses one of the three legendary actions, he can move three times when it's not his turn. And I think that's spooky. I love that. I think the vampires in D&D have legendary actions where they can move. Next, I want to... I want to kind of reflect that he is not especially fast. He seems to catch up to everyone. So I'm going to give him an ability. We're going to call it Frightening Visage. Okay, I spelled frightening wrong. F-R. Okay, Frightening Visage. This is going to cost two actions. So with legendary actions, he has three legendary actions. This is going to cost two of them. And he'll regain those at the start of his turn. For this, I'm going to say he's going to attempt to scare a target into inaction. So one target that he can see must make a constitution saving throw against Jason Voorhees' intimidation. So they're both going to roll. Jason's going to roll an intimidation. He adds plus six to his intimidation roll. And the target that he's trying to uh, intimidate has to make a constitution saving throw. And if the target fails, their movement speed is halved. And I'm going to say the target can repeat the saving throw at the end of their next turn. No. Okay, no. It's more fun if I said the target can repeat the saving throw as an action on their next turn. Because it's always so frustrating to have to use your full action to end a condition on yourself. Like, if you ever get stunned, that sucks. So their movement speed is halved. And if they succeed on the saving throw, they cannot be targeted by frightening visage uh, for one day. I, I don't know how to word that. But essentially, if they succeed, uh, a certain amount of time has to pass before they can fall victim to this frightening visage again. So this way, he can use frightening visage to slow an enemy down and then use his last legendary action to move closer to them without them being able to really get as far away from him as they would probably like. That's great. Okay. So we've got a bunch of stuff. He has his legendary actions. He has his actions. His hit points aren't great though. I'm just really quickly going to look up other challenge rating nine creatures to see how many hit dice they have. Oh, they have a lot. Okay. They have a lot. Um, so I give him nine hit dice. I'm going to bump that up to 12. So he had 76 hit points and he now has 102. Okay, that's much better. 102. And he's going to be even harder to kill with this final thing that I am going to give him. I'm going to call it infernal regeneration. And I'm sure just the term regeneration is going to give you insight into what I'm doing. I'm just going to say at the start of each of Jason's turns, he regains. What's a good amount to regain? I'm gonna say he regains 2d8 plus four hit points. So 2d8 plus four hit points, that averages out to 13 hit points, which isn't a lot, but I think it's just really fun flavor that you're fighting this thing. As you're fighting him, you see some of his wounds close up. I love that. I love doing that to my players. It freaks them out every time. And it's so much fun for me. So I think that's Jason. So Jason Voorhees, medium humanoid, neutral evil, armor class 15, not super high, didn't want it to be, hit points 102, so pretty good, speed of 30 feet, strength 22, dexterity 13, constitution 18, intelligence 9, wisdom 16, charisma 14. He has plus 10 to strength saving throws and plus 8 to constitution saving throws. For skills, he has plus 6 to Intimidation, plus 7 to Perception, plus 5 to Stealth, and plus 7 to Survival. Damage resistances, we gave him bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. Condition immunities, exhaustion, frightened, prone, unconscious. He has Dark Vision out to 60 feet, and a passive perception of 17. He has Infernal Regeneration as an ability, where at the start of his turn, he just regains some hit points. He has multi-attack where he can make two machete attacks and he deals an average of 10 damage with each of them. Legendary actions, he can use one action to move up to his walking speed, one action to attack with his machete, and two actions to try to frighten a target and half their movement speed. Actually, now that I now that I mention it, it would probably be good if frightening visage halved their movement speed but also frightens them because that just makes sense. So the target fails, they are frightened and their movement speed is halved. There we go. So that is Jason Voorhees. You can just throw him into a campaign to lurk around and murder, murder all your players, which is so fun. I grow really attached to my players. So I don't try to kill any of them because I don't think a DM should try to kill their players. Because what's the point? You're the DM. If you wanted to kill them, you could just kill them so easily. But anyway... That's Jason. Let's move on. Next up, we are going to be making a stat block for Michael Myers from the Halloween films. So I watched this one uh, earlier this month as well. And just so many of these slashers hate women. Oh my god, they hate impropriety. So all whenever ugh, I don't know, is it just me? I don't know. It might just be me, but it seems like everyone in these movies are punished for being promiscuous. Like promiscuity is persecuted by murder. Whatever. So Michael Myers, not to be confused with Mike Myers, who voices the hottest ogre ever, Shrek, who is just 10 out of 10 Shrexy. I should do Shrek. Mm, Another episode. So Michael Myers, this might be difficult because he is honestly, very similar to Jason Voorhees. He's just this big, strong, supernatural dude who's just built like a brick shit house and seems to be invulnerable to pretty much everything. So I think it's going to be tough to find a way to differentiate them, but we're going to give it a try. So name, Michael Myers, size, medium, type humanoid, alignment. I think it's just also going to be neutral evil. Hit dice. Uh, What do we have for Jason? Let's give him 17 hit dice. 17 hit dice. Beautiful armor type. I don't think he has any armor. I don't think he has any. So it's going to be 10 plus whatever dexterity we give him. And the reason I do this is because he's just in a jumpsuit. At least Jason Voorhees has, you know, he's got a nice pair of jeans on. He's got a nice jacket providing some protection. This is just like a kind of flimsy jumpsuit. Okay, so no armor speed. I think it's just going to be base 30 feet. I think now we go to stats. I think I want him to be stronger than Jason. This isn't me saying Michael Myers could beat Jason in a fight. I think it'll be fun for the monsters we make to be progressively stronger. So I think strength, we're going to give him 25 strength, which is a plus seven modifier. Dexterity, I don't know why I see him more dexterous than Jason, Uh, because in the first movie, he like, you know, he escapes from this like inpatient facility and he steals the car from this woman and he does it pretty quickly. So I think he's a he's a big old scramble man. So Dexterity, we're going to have 16, which is a plus three. Constitution, just like Jason, he's thick. So we're going to do 20 Constitution, which is plus five. I also think he's more intelligent than Jason. So we're going to have 12 intelligence, which is plus one. I don't, I don't think he's as wise. I think I would rather go to Jason Voorhees for life advice than I would Michael Myers. So we're going to do 13 wisdom, which is a plus one as well. And I don't think he's as charismatic either. So we're going to do eight charisma, which is a negative one to charisma. Okay. So with the 17 hit dice and the plus five to constitution, he has 161 hit points that's pretty cool. That's nice. Saving throws like Jason, I think he's going to be proficient in strength and constitution saving throws. That just makes sense. I I don't see many like slasher villains being proficient in dexterity saving throws, right? Like could you imagine like the Texas chainsaw massacre dude, what's his name, like Leatherface or whatever, artfully dodging out of the way of a fireball, just doing this sick cartwheel? Next we go to skills. Uh, I think he's going to be proficient in athletics because he's jacked. He has a minus one to charisma, but let's still give him that intimidation proficiency and perception proficiencies. And also sleight of hand. I think, I think we're going to use sleight of hand. I don't see Michael Myers as being especially sneaky. He just uses his strength to like break shit down and get into places. Although in the movies I've seen him in, like nothing ever seems to be locked. He just like walks in places. So I don't think he needs stealth. I think we're going to go with sleight of hand uh, so that he can do sleight of hand stuff. I didn't think that through. I just like the idea of Michael Myers being a little bit of a pickpocket. Condition immunities now. I think he's going to be immune to being charmed this time. I don't think I made Jason for he's immune to charmed because I thought that was funny. Uh, immune to charmed, definitely immune to frightened. And I think immune to paralyzed too. He just keeps coming at you and immune to stunned because he gets, he gets like the shit beaten out of him all the time. And he just gets up and keeps going like nothing stuns him. Damage resistances like Jason, he's going to be resistant to bludgeoning, piercing and slashing from non-magical attacks. And I want to give him like another resistance to further differentiate him. I'm just going to do necrotic. He's resistant to necrotic damage as well. Languages, he speaks common. Now, blindsight, dark vision, tremor sense, and true sight. I don't think he has any of those. I don't think he has dark vision. I think he just relies on seeing in the moonlight and kind of sticking to the shadows, but I don't think he can actually see in the dark like I imagine Jason Voorhees can. Last thing is the challenge rating. So we did challenge rating nine for Jason Voorhees, which was a plus four proficiency bonus. So I'm just going to choose the lowest that's a plus five proficiency bonus here, which is 13. Okay. So challenge rating 13, he has a plus five proficiency bonus. Uh, I'm actually, I'm going to look at, just like I did with Jason, look at monsters by challenge rating to see how many hit dice they have. Okay. One of them has 20 and I like the idea of that. So right now he has 17 hit dice. We're going to just bump that up to 20 because it's allowed. Oof. okay. So 20 hit dice with plus five to constitution and a challenge rating of 13. So he has 190 hit points. That's going to be fun. Now we're going to get to his abilities and actions and stuff. So you got to have multi attack for him. I'm going to say he makes three attacks with his knife because he has a big kind of like chef's knife that he stabs people with and i love that for him so the knife is going to be a melee weapon attack it's going to use strength plus proficiency to hit which is 12 oh my god so plus 12 to hit reach five feet one target and i bumped up the damage for jason's machete but i think michael myers it's just going to be 1d6 plus his strength so 1d6 plus 7 which is also 10 damage so 10 piercing damage for this one, but he can attack three times with it instead of two. Now we go to legendary actions. One's got to be his knife, so he can just use a legendary action to make a knife attack. Another one, I'm going to just call it grab. So Michael Myers attempts to grapple one target within five feet of him that he can see. Michael Myers has advantage to his attack rolls against any creature grappled in this way. So we can use a legendary action to just grab someone next to him and then at the end of a creature's next turn he can just use his action to stab them with advantage. That's horrifying. Oh I'm gonna say only one creature can be grappled at a time because he's only got two arms and one of them is holding a knife. So grapple someone in his offhand, stab them with advantage with his knife hand. Beautiful. Final legendary action because I like to have three legendary actions usually. It's just a good number. Uh I think like jason's infernal regeneration i want something where he can regain hit points so i'm going to call it supernatural resilience and that's going to cost yeah that's going to cost two legendary actions so since it's costing legendary actions and not something that just happens on his turn i want it to be better than that infernal regeneration so i'm going to say michael myers regains 5d8 hit points plus his constitution modifier so Michael Myers regains 5d8 plus five hit points. Uh, So the average of that is five times eight is 40 plus five is 45 divided by two is 22.5 plus five is 27.5. But D&D doesn't really do 0.5. They usually lower it. So that's an average of 27 hit points every time he uses this legendary action. And with his 190 hit points and resistance to necrotic damage, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage from non-magical attacks, that's really going to last him. So Michael Myers, medium humanoid, neutral evil, armor class of 13, so pretty easy to hit, 190 hit points, so hard to take down, speed of 30, He's got a Strength of 25, Dexterity of 16, Constitution of 20, Intelligence of 12, Wisdom of 13, and Charisma of 8. For saving throws, he has plus 12 to Strength and plus 10 to Constitution. Skills, he has plus 12 to Athletics, plus 4 to Intimidation, plus 6 to Perception, and plus 8 to Sleight of Hand, Resistance to Necrotic Damage and Bludgeoning, Piercing, and Slashing Damage from Non-Magical Attacks, Condition Immunities to Being Charmed, frightened, paralyzed, or stunned. He has a passive perception of 16. And for actions, he has multi-attack where he can attack three times with his knife, which is plus 12 to hit, does 1d6 plus seven piercing damage. He has three legendary actions. He can use one of them to hit with his knife, one of them to make that grab ability, and two of them to heal. So that's Michael Myers. Let's move on to the third and final one. All right, third and final one, we have Jason Voorhees, we have Michael Myers. Let's do Freddy Krueger, right? The dream demon. So, name Freddy Krueger, size medium, type humanoid. Alignment hey, guess what? Neutral evil. Hit dice, so okay, I'll come back to hit dice for now. Armor type. I don't think he's going to have any armor because he's just wearing this really handsome sweater. Speed. He's like this demonic psychic thingy. So I'm going to say he has 50 speed. I'm going to say he's very fast. I I am tempted to give him a fly speed, but I think we're just going to stick with regular speed. Now stats. Okay. So we did Jason. We made Michael Myers stronger just because that's what I want to do. So we're going to make Freddy Krueger, even stronger than that. We're gonna go buck wild with Freddy Krueger. Strength, 14. I don't think he looks that strong, so that's plus two to strength. Dexterity, the other two weren't very dexterous, but he looks it. He looks like a swift little twink. So that's gonna be 23 dexterity, which is plus six to dexterity. Constitution's not gonna be as high as the others either. I'm gonna go with 16, which is plus three because he still is like pretty much immortal. So he's going to have plus three to constitution to get that extra, to get those extra hit points. Intelligence, this is going to be the big one because he uses like all the psychic stuff. So intelligence, I'm going to just do 30. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to give him 30 intelligence, which is a plus 10 modifier just because I can. No one's stopping me. Wisdom, I'm going to give a 19, not quite 20. So 19 wisdom, that's a plus four to wisdom. And then charisma, I think he's a he's very charismatic. I'm going to do 17 to charisma. So his stats are pretty wild, which is how I love it. So plus three to charisma. Saving throws, I usually do his two highest. So dexterity saving throws, he's proficient in And proficient in intelligence saving throws. Hey, you know what? He's going to be proficient in wisdom saving throws too, because I said so. Why not? Three saving throw proficiencies. Now skills. Let's see, four skills that I think work for him. Let's do Arcana. Intimidation's a must. I think he he was like a groundskeeper, I think, before he he was uh, killed. So let's go with nature and perception. And let's do stealth and Insight, and Persuasion. <laughs> yeah, okay, so Arcana, Insight, Intimidation, Nature, Perception, Persuasion, and Stealth. That's uh, that's seven skill proficiencies. Why not? He's really powerful. Let's do it. Condition immunities. Uh, immune to being blinded and deafened. Because I said so. Uh, immune to being exhausted. He's immune to being poisoned. He's immune to being stunned. Yes. Okay. Now his resistance is going to go classic resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. Uh, I'm going to give him resistance to, uh, let's give him resistance to force damage. So few creatures have resistance to force damage. Let's do it for Freddy. So Michael Myers had resistance to necrotic damage, but I think I'm going to give Freddy Krueger immunity to necrotic damage. So necrotic damage cannot hurt him. And also, immunity to psychic damage, because he is like this psychic entity. So immune to psychic damage, immune to necrotic damage, but vulnerable to fire damage. Because he died in a fire, and that is his biggest fear. And he uses fears. It makes sense, and I nailed it. Languages, common, and I'm gonna give him telepathy of 120 feet. So he has common and he's telepathic. So he can just speak in people's heads. Next is blindsight, dark vision, tremor sense and true sight. I think he does have dark vision out to 60 feet. And I am going to give him true sight. I think as someone who spends a lot of time in like the dream realm, the nightmare realm rather, uh, he's really good at like seeing through illusions and through invisibility and stuff but I am just going to make it 10 feet of True Sight. So it has to be pretty close to you in order to see through uh, illusions and stuff like that. Now we go to challenge rating. Uh, the last proficiency bonus was plus five. So a challenge rating 13. I'm going to go to challenge rating 17 because that's when proficiency bonus bumps up to plus six. And now that we have his uh, challenge rating, I can look at other hit dice. Okay. So I found this creature called a Nagpa. Nagpaw. And it uses 34 d8s for their hit dice. So I'm just gonna do that now. So 34 d8s with plus three constitution modifier. I'll reveal his health at the end because it's wild and I love it. So now that we have all that nonsense, let's give him his actions, his abilities, his legendary actions. We're gonna give him multi-attack where he can... I'm going to say make two attacks with his glove, but we're going to make the glove pretty strong. So the glove is a melee weapon attack. It's going to be dexterity plus proficiency. Uh, So plus 12 to hit, reach of five feet and hits one target. Unhit, I'm going to say it does 2d8 plus six slashing damage. So that is 16, 18, 9, 15 slashing damage uh, on average. And I think I'm going to I'm going to do 2d8 plus 6 slashing damage plus 1d8 necrotic damage because I love that for him. That's fun. That's fun for me. So we can attack twice with his glove. Let's do legendary actions now. So of course we got to do glove so Freddy can make one glove attack cuz you know he's got that that glove with like those razors on it which just looks super inconvenient. Like it's a good thing he doesn't wear glasses, because the first time he tried to adjust his glasses, he would just stab himself in the face five times. But anyway, so one of his legendary actions, he can use one to his glove. Uh, You know what? I think I'm going to give him another action first. I think we've given multi-attack and just the regular uh, machete to Jason. We gave multi-attack and then knife to Michael Myers. Let's give him something else. I'm going to give him nightmare. I'm going to give him an action called nightmare. So that's going to be that's going to be one target that Freddy can see must make a DC. Let's use intelligence for this. So his intelligence is plus 10 plus six proficiency bonus. So to get a DC, it's just eight plus your proficiency bonus plus the skill modifier. So eight plus six plus 10. So one target that Freddy can see must succeed on a DC 24 intelligence saving throw. And on a failed save, the target takes, let's be absurd. I'm going to say 10d10 psychic damage, which is an average of 55 psychic damage and is stunned until the end of the next turn. So they have to skip their next turn if they, they fail that incredibly high intelligence saving throw. Uh, And on a successful save, they'll take half as much damage and they won't be stunned. So that sounds insane and it is and I love it. So we're going to give it a recharge. So when actions have a recharge, that usually means they're like too powerful for that challenge rating. So they can use it once and can't use it again until it comes back to their turn and they get a certain number on a die. So you'll roll a d6. And I'm going to say if Freddy rolls a 5 or a 6 on the d6 on his turn, he regains the use of Nightmare. But if he doesn't get a 5 or 6, he can't use it again. So that's kind of how we'll balance that. Even though I'm I'm honestly not too concerned about balance. We're we're supposed to be crazy and wild for this last one. So let's just freaking do it. Okay. So all right, back to legendary actions. We have Glove. I'm going to do one, let's say... Let's call this one Deepest Fear. It's going to cost two actions. So one target that Freddy can see must make a... I don't know if I want to use Intelligence again. Let's use his Wisdom. So he has plus four to Wisdom. So eight plus his six proficiency bonus plus four is going to be 18. So one target that Freddy can see must make a DC 18 Wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the target takes 8d6 Psychic Damage and is Paralyzed uh that's just the strength of fireball so i think it's it's fine that he can use fireball once per round at challenge rating 17 you got to be able to do some shit uh, a paralyzed creature can repeat the saving throw at the end of their turn and on a successful save a creature takes half as much damage and is not paralyzed so few status conditions he can give he can stun them with nightmare he can paralyze them with deepest fear uh huh so i've been doing like You know, they can do their attack with a legendary action. They can do like this kind of ability with a legendary action. I'm going to do one that costs three actions. I want this one to be crazy. So we have nightmare, we have deepest fear. This is going to be nightmare realm, and it's going to cost three actions. All three of his legendary actions have to be used for this one nightmare realm. So I'm going to say... All creatures that Freddy designates within 60 feet of him must succeed on that DC-24 intelligence saving throw or become trapped in the Nightmare Realm. A target in the Nightmare Realm is considered stunned. So uh, we're just going to go back to that stunned condition because that is just like the worst condition to have because you just have to skip your turn. So when a creature in the Nightmare Realm begins their turn, they're going to take some damage so we have psychic damage for nightmare and deepest fear let's do force damage so they're going to take 4d12 force damage and a trapped creature can use their action to repeat the saving throw at the end of their turn uh well i guess they're stunned so they don't use their action but you get it they can just repeat the saving throw at the end of their turn once the saving throw succeeds the effect's going to end and obviously a creature that succeeds on the saving throw takes no damage and is not paralyzed So if anything, I think we could go more wild with Nightmare Realm. Uh, The DC is really high and there's a chance they can just be stuck in it and take 4d12 force damage at the beginning of each of their turns. But we could do more damage. No, no, 4d12 is fine. Okay, Freddy Krueger, medium humanoid, neutral evil. So he doesn't have any armor, but because he has plus six to dexterity, he has an armor class of 16. So at this level, it's not that high. Players should usually be hitting above 16. They should have pretty good modifiers to their attack rolls. Hit points. He has 255. He has 255 hit points. Uh, he has no way to heal, though. We didn't give him a way to heal. But that's okay. Jason has a way to heal. Michael has a way to heal. Although... Freddy Krueger does get murdered a lot and is usually fine. Okay, I'm going to give him a way to heal. Why not? Let's just give him an ability. So we used infernal regeneration for Jason. We used supernatural resilience for Michael. So what's another kind of noun? Metaphysical, because he's, okay. Because of dreams, that makes sense. I'm going to call it metaphysical form. And at the beginning of each of Freddy's turns, he regains, I'm not going to make it be a base number. He regains 20 hit points at the beginning of each of his turns, unless he was hit by fire damage last round. So he keeps regaining 20 hit points at the start of each of his turns. But if he takes fire damage, then he skips healing. I think that makes sense. He's vulnerable to fire damage. Does not like it. Okay. Yes. So 255 hit points. He has a speed of 50 feet. Strength, 14. Dexterity, 23. Constitution, 16. Intelligence, 30. Wisdom, 19. And Charisma, 17. For saving throws, he has plus 12 to Dexterity, plus 16 to Intelligence, and plus 10 to Wisdom. So wild. Skills, he has plus 16 to Arcana, plus 10 to Insight, plus 9 to Intimidation, plus 16 to Nature, plus 10 to perception, plus nine to persuasion, and plus 12 to stealth. He's vulnerable to fire damage, but he's resistant to force damage, as well as bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage from non-magical attacks, and he is immune to necrotic and psychic damage. For conditioned immunities, he's immune to being blinded, deafened, he's immune to exhaustion, being poisoned, and stunned. For senses, he has dark vision out to 60 feet, True Sight, out to 10 feet, and a passive perception of 20. So it'll be much more difficult to hide from Freddy uh, than it will be the other two. For languages, he has Common and has Telepathy up to 120 feet, so he can speak inside people's minds. Abilities, he has Metaphysical Form so he can heal. Actions, he has that multi-attack to make two glove attacks. And his glove does 2d8 plus 6 slashing damage plus 1d8 necrotic damage lot of damage there. And he also has the action nightmare, which recharges on a five or six that can stun people and do a ton of psychic damage. Legendary actions. He has three legendary actions. He can use one to make an attack with his glove. He can use two to use deepest fear and have a target succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take 8d6 psychic damage to become paralyzed. And for all three actions, he can use Nightmare Realm, which will take all creatures he designates within 60 feet of him and trap them in this Nightmare Realm to stun them and deal damage to them. That is wild. Also, I want to point out when a creature is paralyzed and you attack within five feet of them, any hit to them is a crit. So if he crits with a glove, that's gonna double all the dice he rolls. So it's gonna be 4d8 plus six plus 2d8 necrotic damage. And he has two attacks. So if he paralyzes you and then attacks with his glove and hits both times, that is going to be 8d8 plus 12 plus 4d8 necrotic damage. He's so good at killing people that's awesome. So that's it. We got Jason Voorhees, we got Michael Myers, we got Freddy Krueger all statted up and ready to be thrown at your players without mercy. So thank you so much for listening to this special, special Halloween episode, the final Halloween episode I am going to do until next year. I had so much fun doing this. I hope you had just as much fun listening. To be honest, I am very burnt out because doing, you know, all this schoolwork and having two episodes a week is a bit draining as well as other, you know, obligations and stuff. But it's done. It's done. I did it. Yay me, I guess. But thank you for listening. Follow me on Twitter at FantasizeMePod. Uh, I just got over 300 followers which is so exciting. I, I can't remember if I already said I got over 300 followers on last episode. Don't remember. If not, I think it bears repeating. Thank you so much for following me on there. And be sure to email in character suggestions for me at fantasizemepod at gmail.com. Now that Halloween is ending, I'm gonna need some help with ideas. So I won't see you again until November 8th for the first non-Halloween episode in nine episodes. (laughs) Alright, so I'll see you then. Bye!